0: What? That was so fucking crazy.
1: Oh my god. Dan what? is just he's I incredible. Forgot how funny that episode was. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm having a hard time right
0: now. I know it. It's crazy. Shit. It's absolutely crazy.
1: Shit, that one was a little bit of an older one if I recall. When did we record with him? Let's hold on. Let's pull up our trusty spreadsheet. Where is it? February. February of 2021. It was cold. Oh wow. Back in a cold, yeah, it was. dark February, it was cold as fuck.
0: I remember, it was right? still the NFT winter. Ooh, it was a crypto winter, not yet. No, was it? I don't even no, remember. March was Dude, the crypto
1: winter. This <laughs> last two years have gone by so fast. I I don't I don't know. I can't believe it's July already. Yeah, I can't. Well, I just literally this morning was like, I can't believe it's June.
2: Rhonda was like it's
1: fucking July 1st what are you talking about like I, I don't where did june time- go wait no i missed where did tomorrow. june go and everybody listening right now is like wait did you just listen to this or is it actually july 1st i've time traveled uh, time traveler guess who's up next osanachi osanachi osanachi
0: all right we hope you enjoyed this one we'll talk to you guys later as we throw another log in the fire
1: Spin it up, Osanachi. Welcome to Crypto Campfire.
0: They wear their Crocs in race mode, Mitch and the Professor, featuring
1: special guest Osanachi. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Campfire Podcast. This is The Professor. And Mitch. And today we're gonna to be talking with crypto artist, Osanashi So Mitch, we've uh, been on kind of an NFT kick for the last I would say a few episodes, but honestly, it's been like the last half a year or more. So, um, this is a this is an exciting episode to add to the artists collection that we've been putting out. Um, we've got a lot of platforms coming on, and uh, I think this is going to allow us another opportunity to kind of dig into a different sector of the NFT space uh, than we have before. So,
0: cool, cool. I'm looking forward to it.
1: You're uh, hanging out at a job site right now, are you not? Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm I'm working today, and this is. Are not our usual time to record, so uh, bear with us. <laughs> Just you know, we're as prepared
1: as we can be to be mobile, right? Exactly, it's always it's awesome that uh, the technology exists that allow us to do this. And sort of 2021 uh, or 2020, I guess, threw us all into the working from weird places mindset. So, I guess it's not yeah. all that unusual. People are used to seeing freaking news anchors working from their living rooms at this point. So, I mean. <laughs>
0: This is true. Yeah, yeah. this, this is, is how true. we do
1: things now. 2021 is going to be a beautiful year. Um, speaking of which, I think 2021 for crypto art is probably going to be like the 2017 of Bitcoin. Um, not even from a monetary standpoint, but just from the standpoint of users discovering it and things like that. So that's definitely a topic I want to touch on. Before we get too deep into it, let's go ahead and bring Osanashi in and get the show rolling. Welcome to the show, man. Right What's going on?
2: Thank you so much, professor. I'm good. Um, thank you, Mitch, for having me.
1: Yeah, we're stoked to have you on. Uh, we're going to start out with the most important question of the day, and that's if, if you could create art with any tool from your car or any part from your car, uh, and you didn't have any paintbrushes or digital mediums to work with, what would you choose, and how would you do it?
2: I think I'll. I think I'll, I'll probably. Um, I think I'll probably do something with um, the dirt on the body of the car. Uh-huh. I remember growing up and um, moving around from one dirty car to another, um, trying to draw on the screen and all that. The common thing we used to do as kids was just to write, wash me on the cars and expect yes. the owners to, <laughs> to do that. So I think I'll just go ahead and do a little um, on the dirt on the car.
1: That's awesome. I actually am expecting a Osanachi car doodle collection to come out in 2022. So,
2: um, right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would actually so be amazing. Basically,
0: basically what you're saying is that everybody around you shouldn't wash your car so that you would have an art medium to work with.
2: I, exactly. Exactly. I mean, that was <laughs> what I right. used to do as speeds. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like love that. it. I love it. So um, are you into cryptocurrency at all, or are you just into the NFT space?
2: I think the, the, crypto, the, the, the cryptocurrency scene is a bit um, risky, and I don't want to have a heart attack. So I prefer to stick with um, crypto art. At least I make my crypto art and um, huddle. And however the market goes, I don't think I'm losing But then it's always good when uh, the market is great. Oh, for sure.
0: For sure. So that gives you an opportunity to make crypto, not necessarily buy crypto. And you can you can huddle it until you deem necessary to pull some funds. I love it. That's a great. uh, I mean, that's kind of a win win, right? Because you're you're creating something that you love and you're making money from it and you're making money with cryptocurrencies, which is even better.
2: So, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I love it. That's the beauty of uh, crypto art, you know, that um, digital artists can finally put food on their table without having to go back to uh, traditional spaces like um, galleries to accept them. It's beautiful.
1: world has changed a lot. Digital art has not really, I mean, it's it's been totally accepted for a lot of years. I mean, it's obviously been used everywhere and everything, but putting value to it. Has always been difficult it's always had to have value from a utility you know this this art yeah. has to be served has to be serving a purpose because we can't verify that it's unique and we can't make it like collectible in any particular way um and of course that's nfts correct, yeah. change that so much
2: yeah that's correct
1: all right so let's uh let's talk a little bit about Osina coin or Osina token um Do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of the utility of that and uh, the rewards and things for holders?
2: Well, yeah, for Osina coin, um, I'm still figuring it out um, as I'm going. Uh, The coin is basically a token to bring my community together. That is talking about uh, people who love my art, collectors who have my work, and so on. Um, originally it's, uh, was supposed to serve as a form of, um, reward and a way to incentivize, um, people, you know, uh, who, uh, sort of taking interest in my arts. And, um, so far that is working. Uh, we also, uh, developing, um, other ways through which, uh, we can use the coin. As you know, uh, the social token, uh, movement is still being, um, figured out as as people move, you know, and um, that is basically what is happening right now. Uh, in the future, I hope that uh, the coin will become big and serve as a binding force, you know, for the community around Osinachi. And as it is now, that is happening.
1: I love the opportunities that... Uh uh, tokens and coins give to, like you say, try to bring together that community and find ways to uh, automatically reward people for being a, an active member of a community. Um, and you know, like you say, it doesn't always have to be monetary. There's, you know, you can offer NFT rewards and other types of stuff and all, all sorts of things for. Yeah. You know, it's it's just kind of like uh, the next level of a typical rewards membership you would see. You know. No.
0: The other, the other beautiful part to all of this is the collaborations that you guys do. Um, and it's really unique to see artists from around the globe making a specific part to a piece of art and putting it all together. Now, you've yeah. been involved with collaborations, right? And do you, what do you have next planned? Do you have anything planned for a collab next? And who, who would you like to collaborate with?
2: Well um we have something planned I have a collaboration that is ongoing I'm not allowed to uh talk about it but then it's going to come out uh, later in the year a number of artists and um aside from that I want to make uh 2021 um my year of collaboration in quote because I haven't really done quite a number of collaborations with um with artists in the space you know, there's always this question about how this person's art can blend in with yours and does this person have the same creative vision as you do and all that. But I think uh, working around these things is actually the beauty of collaboration in the space. And I'm actually going to get into a few collaborations. I have a few um, artists and ideas. And um, before the year runs out, I'll probably have up to five collaborations
0: that's pretty awesome. I mean, five different collaborations this year. So, so I take it based on what you're saying is that you do this full-time. There's nothing else that you do?
2: Yeah, I, that... I, do, I do this full-time. Um, uh, crypto art has um, sort of revealed to me that I can um, live solely on my art, you know, and that, that is actually um, what I love about it because uh, imagine holding a nine-to-five job and you have these visions in your head to create these works. And you don't have the time to do that. That's that's really painful. But I've been able to, um, I'd say I've been lucky to be able to do this full time. And it's really worth it.
1: I going to ask you: Is the style that you usually, uh, most of your NFTs, kind of have that same style, that typical Ohsunachi style that we're used to seeing? Is that a new style um, that you sort of developed in the digital world for NFTs, or is that some uh, style that you've been working with for a long time?
2: That's a style I've been working with since 2018. Um, When I took um, my art seriously, I was creating mostly abstract works, you know. But then in 2018, I um, I discovered that I could actually do these, you know, make my art in this style. And since then I've been trying to perfect it. Each work I put out is a sort of um better version of the style you're talking about. And um it it allows me um better tell my story as a black person and as a human being.
1: It's definitely powerful because it's it's such kind of a like a simple aesthetic, but really complex in composition in a way. I mean, I don't want to sound too like ridiculous here, but I mean, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> one of those things where you look at it and, and you're able to take just a handful of colors and some, you know, some simple imagery and really portray a shitload of meaning is about the only way yeah. I can describe it. Just a shitload of meaning with just, I don't know, it, it impresses me every time I see something.
2: I, I, I feel like there's, there's a way um, the colors we see around us um, play with the color of our skin, you know, and these are, the, 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 the synergy is really beautiful when you see it in my work, Um, where I'm telling a story with the subjects there and the surroundings add to the meaning of the piece. That is basically what I, uh, set out to achieve. Wow, I love that. So, uh, have you researched color theory at all? No, I've not. That's that's the funny thing. What what I do is to uh, try colors. You know, uh, colors could serve as a sort of symbolism to me when I'm working. So I just go ahead and try colors and. The beautiful thing about creating is that when you've got it right, you know, you've got it right and
1: that's it. That's kind of what I try to do when I make stuff is more or less just making stuff that feels good for me rather than trying to make what I think I want. Like I cannot, I'm not good at picturing something and then making that exact thing, right? Like I just kind of have to start creating it and, and just do what I like. And when I get to something that I like looking at, then I'm just, kind of done at that point if i go past that so
2: so there are two there are two types of artists if you ask me those who create what they want to see what it is what is really in their hearts and those who create what the collectors or those who have the resources to pick up artworks want, want want to see so that's basically what happens the first group i think are more honest with their work and the second i don't know are trying to appeal to the market
1: yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a good point. That's one thing I think you can see it in the work, too, because there's a, there's a lot of people that every time they put something out, it's with what the trend was last week, you know, and the people trying to just chase the market, which it's it's kind of a natural human thing, I think, right? Because you sort of yeah. want to appeal to your collectors and you want to appeal to the market because especially in the world of social media, we're, we're so into the concept of getting as many likes as you can that of course you want to do things that people like yeah. to see and um but it, it shows and it's you know everybody tends to evolve past that and i'm sure that i'm guilty of it continuously you know it's one of those things that i think everybody has a little bit of uh, but yeah. everybody tends to evolve past that and once you really find uh what you like to do and and what entertains you the most i think that's when you really find your calling as an artist
2: exactly yeah
0: yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with your inner creativity too. How 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 much creativity you have for your own style and for your own for your own art. And sometimes sometimes we need that, you know, that view of somebody else's stuff to kinda inspire us to do something, even if it's kind of along the same lines, we're still it still inspired us to do it and
2: even though it's similar, it's still unique to your work. Yeah, I feel I feel that um, in the crypto art space, just as we have in the traditional art space, what distinguishes um, an artist is their uniqueness. Um, I feel that just as we have in music, there is never, there's never, um, there's never a time when um, people come out and say, "Hey, we've exhausted all the melodies in the world; there'll never be melodies." I believe that in the art world, the same thing is what is. At obtainable because you cannot exhaust styles and if you're an artist coming onto the space first of all you should develop your style that's what i believe have your own style so that um when you put out a new work without having your name on the work people know that hey this is this person it's more like seeing a picasso you know it's a picasso so it's, it's important that um, artists have their unique voices and stay honest be honest in their work
0: So it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, uh, music in that sense that when a band, a specific band plays their music, sometimes you can tell who the band is just by the first few notes. Yeah, exactly. That's their style that they've
1: created for themselves.
0: Yeah. It's like a signature. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Good way to look at it.
1: All right, so the next question I got for you is kind of a two-part question. So first off, uh, what are your thoughts on virtual worlds like Crypto CryptoVoxels, um, Decentraland, things like that, especially as it pertains to the NFT space? And second of all, tell us a little bit about the one-off exhibition that's coming up in Voxels.
2: So um, I believe that the, the metaverse is the, is the um, authentic space for crypto art. Uh, of course, we have uh, physical galleries who most times are interested in traditional art. That's same way, um, Cryptovoxers, um, Somnium Space, and um, other metaverse worlds are actually the authentic space where digital artists can display their work. And um, over the years, we've seen um, these spaces um, look at the needs of the community and try to um, solve uh, certain problems. You know, and I believe that this is just the beginning. We're just starting out. So um, as an artist, I can own um a space on CryptoVoxos. As a gallery, you can even do that. You know, we've started having uh, crypto art galleries pop up and people are uh, buying up virtual land, developing it and um erecting their own um galleries. And I feel this is this is really this is really wonderful. Uh it gives uh artists more visibility. Because as an artist, you want your work to be seen. And um, through that visibility, people can actually um, appreciate your work better. You can't just make work and um, sell it and the collector holds on to it, and that is where it ends. Uh, I, I feel that's also what one of is is trying to do, especially for black artists, trying to bring about visibility for black artists um, through uh, exhibitions and also collecting the works of black artists they are sort of leading the way when it comes to collecting um, artworks by a black artist. And I feel that is what we need now, because here in Africa, we have a number of artists who are in the space whose voices are not being heard, but who are good, you know. Um, Also, that's one of the things I want to do this year to help um, various African artists um, Come onto the space, get onboarded, and actually experience what is going on, and contribute uh, to their own in their own way, and tell their story, tell the authentic African story. I really um, congratulate one of them for their um, for their ideas. They are, they are really supportive of the Black uh, community in the crypto art space.
1: That's awesome. That's something I really love to see too. And that's we were talking earlier in the the art gallery auction house on Telegram that. Uh, some of the styles that come out of different places in the world are just so amazing. Like you see so many different influences from, you know, just from the the land and the world around you being so different yeah. in different geographic locations. And it's just crazy how, how the, that and the cultural aspects of it, everything is just so vastly different. It's it's really cool to see the different things. And some of them just get, uh, you, you don't get to see them very much for whatever reason. Um, and I know Daniel Pan from—he's the one one of the guys that runs that group. Is they're trying to make a focus on African artists and stuff this year too. So um, that's something yeah. that you might want to look into too. Is maybe running some auctions through there. They're going to try and, and and push that this year just to try to get some focus out there because it's it's really a big thing that we don't get to see enough of. I can tell you that much.
2: Exactly. Um, just as um, we have um, we have certain things that are common to humanity that bind us together. Geographically, um, cultures, there are different cultures. And um, I believe that uh, for each culture, uh, it is the responsibility of artists. And when I say artists, I'm talking about artists in general, musicians, and um, other genres of art to actually um, shed a light on their culture through what they do. And um, crypto art serves as a means through which I do mine and for some other artists. So, a penguin walks into a bar with a
0: cowboy hat and a vest. What does he ask the bartender for?
2: Oh, my God. I'm so bad when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad when it comes to this. A penguin wants walks into a bar with a cowboy hat and what? And a vest. And a bag. And what,
0: is, what, what does he ask the bartender for?
1: Hmm. Ice? Used- Hey there, you. Okay. Go. The, wor- the worst yeah. part about this question is that there's no answer, and so right. really? every time it gets answered, asked, there's no answer. It's
0: great. <laughs> a lot of people pick ice, though. Wow.
1: Wait, 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 hold on. So, got me a calendar of dad jokes for Christmas. <laughs> and <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, let's let's look at today's. What's blue and smells like red paint? Blue <laughs> and smells like
2: red paint. Yeah. Blue paint. I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Blue paint. <laughs> <Blue> paint, cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's tricky. Cool. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I mean, it, it'll have you thinking, thinking around other things when the answer is right there staring at you. Uh
1: huh. Exactly. Exactly. That's kind of a that, that's almost deep on accident, right? What yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so comment so on you the can... last sentence. Okay, fine. I'm not going to go there. Mitch, nope. go ahead and ask your question. No, it, Go ahead. No. Uh, okay. Well, now it's gone. I was, what was I going to say? Oh, at, comment on your last sentence in the context of NFTs, but now I don't remember what the last sentence was, and it's gone. So, oh. <laughs> so you're. It
0: happened so easy. It happened so easy. So let me ask you, what do you, where do you see yourself in, in say, two to three years? in this space, what do you have envisioned?
2: Well, um, I think that um, what I want to do in the crypto art space or where I want to see myself in the crypto art space is um, I want to still be doing what I'm doing and loving it. I want uh, more collectors to have my work. I want to have exhibitions across the world, whether we're talking about um, physical art prints or Uh, digital art, you know, crypto art. And um, I want to be known as um, one of the um, big artists in the crypto art space. I mean, if you're looking at it by continent, I'm the biggest in Africa. But I want to also um, be seen as one of the biggest across the world. And I want people to actually appreciate the stories that my work tells. And... um, That that is it. I just want to make art and put food on my table. That's awesome, man.
1: All right. So outside of art, what kind of stuff do you enjoy doing?
2: Well, I love music. I love music. Am I might just? I just find myself stumbling into a studio one of these days oh, to create uh, to create something. I love music so much.
1: Have you released any uh, music NFTs? No, no, I've not. That would be something that are you, are you intending to at any point in time?
2: I could, if, if, if I make something, I could see, um, what I can do, you know, uh, in terms of music NFTs.
1: Yeah. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, if it, if it feels right, it feels right. And I just, yeah. it's one of those new, newer evolutions in the NFT space that I find interesting is being able to include audio along with an NFT. So it's kind of, a uh, adds another dimension to it all.
2: Yeah.
0: What's your what's your all-time favorite food?
2: Ooh, good one. Well, um we have this uh food here in Nigeria. Basically, um we call it gari. It's, 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 it's you, you just make a uh form a ball and swallow with uh a soup. You know, that's that's what I love and my favorite soup is called egusi. Interesting. Okay. So you can so say, can say, you say like egusi, egusi and eba. For me, Mitch, pretty soon
1: we're going to be on airplanes again, finally able to travel and move around again. And we have so many places on our list that we have to go eat. And now we have another You're not
2: one. kidding. Just, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've been seeing a lot of videos on social media, um, Americans trying fufu, uh-huh. fufu is another uh, swallow we have here. And I don't know why they find it disgusting. It's really beautiful i definitely want to try it
1: i like uh i like a lot of different kind of food and i'm i go out and hunt and I'll, i've eaten all kinds of animals that most people wouldn't eat so we'll we'll see i imagine did you, did, I'm excited did you
0: say fufu
1: yeah yeah
0: because fufu is something i put in my coffee fufu <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you, what, what do you call that you put in your coffee fufu
0: it's just the creamer it's just it's oh, It's a
1: brand of creamer
0: no you know, it's crazy. Just call, oh,
1: it's... I get it. You call it fufu because it makes a fufu coffee. I get it, I'm just yeah, I'm right? trying to think too hard about this. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Do you like, you call sugar fufu? Like, what are we I'm missing out on some cultural <laughs> element of coffee that I'm? It makes I'm it into 30. a girly coffee, A
0: fufu um, coffee. Um, <laughs> no, no, right. that, we like we don't have coffee.
2: that back here. We we'll just have our fufu, and that's it.
1: That awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, definitely. We, we got to travel around and start. I mean, anytime somebody asks me about traveling or anytime I talk to my wife or talk about our plans for traveling, it's always about food. I don't know if that makes me a fat kid or not, but I just want to go eat shit from <laughs> everywhere.
2: But the, the the funny thing is you can actually get this food for food in the U.S. There are loads and loads of Nigerian restaurants that will offer that to you. I mean, Nigerians go out there and they do that thing in a big way see a lot of Nigerian restaurants that offer
1: that to you yeah that's the downside of living where i am is I have, i'm in a small town in the middle of montana and there's zero oh, cu- there's zero oh. culture here <laughs> i got i've got uh-huh. asian restaurants and mexican restaurants and barbecue restaurants and that's about the extent of it so uh I, okay. have to, I have to drive or travel somewhere to be able to get some actually good or interesting food so um, but the thing is, I'm only like a 10-hour drive from Seattle, and I have big plans for Seattle trips, and I bet you I could find a Nigerian restaurant there. Nice, nice. Mitch, you coming with me?
0: <laughs> Man, if I get a chance to, I will. I don't know, <laughs>
1: Seattle Seattle seems like a little hot right this time of year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It might be a little <laughs> of a hot spot right now. But I'm thinking, you know, summer. I like going there in the summer. It's too cold to go there right now
0: well yeah cold on many
1: fronts <laughs> i'm not gonna leave <laughs> the snow for more snow no no. no no i
0: mean it's kind of like i did for, for christmas and i after christmas i went to texas so it was like you know i got some once. kind of nice
1: there you go but then there of course
0: go. as soon as i was gone it was
2: 55 degrees here so whatever <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, you should make plans to experience the nigerian fufu you'd love it so you can tell the difference between the fufu for your coffee and the fufu from Nigeria, Yes. right? I'd love to try it. I, I mean, what's in it? You call it fufu, but what's in it? What What are the ingredients? Yeah, it, it's made um, with cassava. Using cassava, you know. How um, I, I, I don't know if I know the process. Is that a well, vegetable? But the, no, a cassava is. Um, it's not a vegetable. It's like it's like yam. It's like yam, but it, it's much smaller than yam. Yeah. So you allow the cassava to okay. uh, ferment and then it goes through other processes and then you have fufu. So it's a root vegetable? Yes. Okay, thank well, you. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's okay. So it's the, li- looking at Wikipedia, Mitch, you probably understand it as the yucca root. You know, the yucca okay. plant. To- okay. Yeah,
0: so it's basically a root vegetable and it's Process to make a liquid soup.
1: Oh, that's actually, I lied to you. It's a, it's yucca, but it's not related to yucca. So it's not that, but it is, it is a root vegetable. Like you said, it's kind of like a yam, but a little smaller. Yeah. 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 It's delicious. It's a tuber. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's got, so it's got cassava in it.
0: And cassava, cassava is what?
1: we just, we just told you what that was. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <sighs> it's okay. Well, it's definitely going to be that
2: something is- that we have to experience. How's that? Exactly. Yeah, the, the botanical name for cassava is Manihot Esculenta. Oh. Yeah, you should check it out on Wikipedia or something.
1: Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, cassava fufu. All right, Mitch, I will yeah. send you a link to this. It actually looks really good, so we're gonna to to try it out.
0: Hey, okay, I'm down. Yeah, right, you know, there's, I'm a fat kid too, and there's not a whole lot I don't try, <laughs> and there's really not a whole lot that I don't eat.
1: Mitch, have you ever had like dim sum? Dim sum dim- what? Dim, <laughs> 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 uh, like dim sum <laughs> soup dumplings. <laughs> it looks similar to that, like soup dumplings. Um, yes, yes. yeah, it's kind of similar, but, but with different types of ingredients with the same concept. So anyway, yes, taters. Need... Oh, <laughs> uh, good times. Okay. Good. So, so actually, let's go, let's go way back to your childhood. Um, at what point in time did you actually realize that you enjoyed making art?
2: Yeah, I remember as a child, um, in primary school here, I was making drawings of Mickey Mouse and other cartoon characters that um, I was exposed to as a child. And then moving on to secondary school, I remember a day, it came like um, a sort of revelation. I was just seated on my desk and I started drawing off head a a picture of Osama Bin Laden. I think that was after 9-11 or so. And it came out perfect. I didn't have a reference for my drawing. And a teacher worked in to take a class and saw the drawing and asked if I was the one that actually did this. And it was wonderful that I could do that. And that was when I started believing in my ability to create art.
1: Love that. It's one of those things where it kind of is like a confidence issue almost. Like It seems like a lot of people are really great artists but don't feel like they're great artists until they actually start getting validation from others showing yeah
2: yeah, it it takes confidence that's why people need to put their art out there for others to see
1: right right that's that's gotta be a hard thing to do like it was it was weird for me even too because like i didn't even realize that some of the shit that i was making was art until like two years ago so yeah uh, um yeah I, i can definitely understand that and it's Something that like, you know, I think the focus on education in the NFT space is important, not only just on how platforms work, but also just trying to, to help people along and let them understand that <clears throat> there are different styles and your art doesn't have to look like somebody else's just because, it, you know, maybe you think it's not what the market wants. doesn't mean that it's not yeah. amazing art. Just put it out there. You never know. Put it out there. See what happens.
2: Yeah, if If people like um, Van Gogh never put out their work, I mean, they didn't, he didn't make much from his work when he was alive, but if he hadn't put it out, I don't think we would have the wonderful work from Bangkok that we have now, that right. everybody appreciates. That's that's really true. All
1: right, so one more question before we wrap up here today. So you, you posted on Twitter, um, this must have been a couple of weeks ago, I think, um, about scrolling through your Instagram page and just looking at your own works as if you hadn't created them. Um, and I yeah. asked you what you learned about yourself, and you said that your mind is a wonderful place. And so, yeah. let, let's talk about your mind. What, what do you, if you thought about the inside of your mind, what would you, how would you describe that?
2: I, I always say that I'm always in my mind or in my head. I'm always working in my head, and and that is true. Uh, even when I'm not seated on my desk, creating the work, manifesting the work, right there in my head, the work is actually being done and um, since I've taken art so seriously I find that um, there's this urge to tell my stories in a way that is fresh but at the same time in a way that each piece I create is somehow tied to tied to the other and that is what I discover whenever I go through my Instagram you know I just um, get bored and I enter Instagram and I want to see how many people have unfollowed me and how many followers I've gained. And somehow I end up going through my own page and seeing the works I've created, the way the colors come together, you know, the way Instagram tiles are arranged and you look at all of them at the same time. It's it's really beautiful, honestly. I I, I don't know any other word to use.
1: It's kind of one of those things where if you have a cohesive collection and your style you know like like what you guys were talking about earlier where when somebody has a particular style you can see that piece and just instantly know when yeah when you have an artist like that that has an instagram that just has nothing but works in their favorite style or their their main style it's just like this big it becomes an art piece in itself honestly
2: and then i've seen some people that
1: take it a step further and like you know, post tiled images and use the actual layout on Instagram to, to make art within it. And like, yeah, that's kind of mind blowing, but, and commitment, but I love it.
2: It is. It is. When, you put, when you put these works together, the, 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 the stories are just clear. Like they're so clear.
0: my mind, you know, if I think about, take that question, I, my mind right now, you ever seen like a bunch of electrical wires just kind of like, bundled together and thrown in a corner. <laughs> I think,
2: I think that's a sign of, that's a sign of a creative mind. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. Bre- <laughs> brother,
0: this was, this was awesome having you on the show today. We hope you had fun. We did. I know I did. And this was, this I was a great fun. time. Fun. It was very uh, interesting to learn more. It always is. You know, every, every guest we have brings something new to the table and you definitely brought something new to the table. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much for having
1: yeah. me. I had fun. Absolutely, man. We yeah. wish you all the success in twenty twenty one and beyond. And I'm looking forward to see what you put out. All, all right. right. Yeah. Take care, guys.
0: Take care, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. Boom. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I uh, just I love talking
1: to people from all over the world because it's always there's just always different. That everything is just different like the perspectives everything it, it's, is different. It's wonderful
0: perspectives their voice their influx of how they speak you know that what they bring to the table their creativity you know i don't know it's just it's pretty awesome this space is just never ending
1: with amazingness exactly i mean the inspirations are just so different and different right right on right on all right guys thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed the show until next time the, animals, the insects, the sounds, the smells, everything is different. So, everything, yeah. Which kind of takes the collaboration thing to an interesting concept because you're merging geographical and physical and sensory influences, not only just visual art, you know.